It's Wednesday, March 13th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool 1, Jason Moser, and from Motley Fool Supernova, Matt Argusinger. Happy Hump Day, guys. Happy Hump Day, Happy indeed. To be here. Uh, uh, we're going to dig into the Fool mailbag. Actually, that's not true because we got a comment on Twitter. So we're, we're going to dig into the, the Twitter verse. The virtual mailbag. Um, we're going to see what we can do to help out one celebrity who just lost a boatload of money investing in, wait for it windmills. Um, but we're going to start with the, the big story of the day, and that is the retail numbers. Uh, the February retail numbers are in, uh, kind of made a splash. Retail sales up 1.1%. That was much higher, Matt, than people were expecting. I think the uh, the expectation was uh, going to be 0.6%. Uh, even with the caveat that a, a fair amount of this is due to higher gas prices, Still, some pretty good numbers. Sure, I mean, really across the board. I mean, you do have to, you know, you account for the gas prices and autos were were strong, uh, but this is yeah, this is a good report. I mean, a lot of people were kind of worried about with the payroll tax sequestration, which kind of hasn't really flowed through yet. You know, the economy's kind of slow, and there was that kind of weird, awkwardly public comment out of Walmart, one of the, a Walmart executive a month ago or so. Oh, yeah. February was like a disaster. So. Yeah. Where are yeah. their customers? Well, guess what? They're actually shopping. Yeah. So they're out there. So, yeah, strong numbers across the board. I, mean, I think there's some certain pockets that I'd be paying more attention to than others. Yeah. And, I mean, we don't, you know, we're... We're focused on businesses. We're, you know, business from the bottom up t- type of investors. And yet, when you consider, Jason, consumer spending accounts for about 70% of economic activity in the United States. It's th- Of all the big macro numbers, this seems like one of the more important ones. Yeah, it is. I mean, you make a good point there in that we don't look quite so granularly at just these like monthly reports. It's great information to to know. Uh, Certainly gives us some insight into trends. I mean, we can see that there there still wasn't a heck of a lot of spending in department stores and restaurants and furniture stores, which you know shows that obviously consumers are are crimping their spending a little bit. Uh, I, I saw an interesting fact. I guess it was last night in regard to Walmart that they have cashed a significant. Uh, they've they've cashed only about I think somewhere in the neighborhood of two point seven. Was it two point seven billion in, in tax refunds at this point? And last year it was more more around four billion at this time of year. So right. I think a delay in tax refunds is certainly part of the part of the problem. Uh, yeah, the other part of the problem, obviously, uh, payroll tax that, that expired uh, at the beginning of the year. I, I, the sequestration thing, I think, is something that would affect probably us more around here. Sure. Uh, in, in the you know greater Northern Virginia, DC, Maryland area, that it might affect someone in, in you know, say Iowa or something like that. But yeah, I think that that's something if it goes on, could slowly start squeezing consumers a little bit more. Uh, you know, the one number one when I sort of pull back, sort of for the fifty thousand foot view here, uh, the, uh, one of the numbers that I like to look at is just online retail. You know, because we're, we are obviously in the age of technology and things are moving online, and and uh, we we talk more about, about these retail companies when they announce their earnings every quarter, like. Like to see a lot of them breaking out their numbers and telling us they're online and e-commerce sales. But I saw where Forrester Research was calling for where whereas online online retail sales make up about 260 billion uh, today, and that's forecast to go up to somewhere in the neighborhood of 370 billion by 2017. And so I, I like looking at things like that, parts of a greater trend, yep. and then try to invest in the companies that are exploiting that. The obvious one is Amazon. Uh, But we talked yesterday about Dick's Sporting Goods and how they were starting to break out their e-commerce 
sales and their e-commerce is uh, online is prospering was up, as well. Yeah, online for the latest quarter was up 54%. Right, and it, and it made up 8.5% of their total sales, which which really, if you look at that on an annualized basis, is about $500 million. So that's not a drop in the bucket. Uh, and then you look at other companies, something like a Bed Bath & Beyond, which has been a, a great operator over time. I'm not sure that they're necessarily pursuing uh, that online strategy the same way. Uh, Nordstrom's is another great example. I think number 17 on our list of the 25 best companies. Yeah. They're really investing heavily in that online sector. So I really think that's a great sort of trend to latch onto. And, and when you see these retail numbers come out month by month by month, try not to get too granular about it. Look for the bigger trends. Well, yeah. And, and I think when you look at companies like Nordstrom and Dix, I mean, they, they've obviously created a great, a great brand, a great experience. And the fact that online sales are strong for them, you know, which you, is, is surprising because you'd think, well, with the, in the age of Amazon and all the, you know, all the stores I can go to to order, order things on, that shows me that if, if, the online, if their online sales are strong, that is even a stronger reflection on their overall business and brand. And, you know, that, the fact that it's reflecting in the online sales. Uh, you know, so I would almost say going forward, if you really want to study and recognize who the good retail companies are, focus on, like Jason said, focus on those re- online retail sales. If those are strong, the company is certainly very strong. Good sign of significant brand loyalty. Um, but this is one of those areas where the rising tide does not lift all boats. No, it does um, not. And, and not to wrap up this topic on a downer note, but when you look at the retail space, um, aside from the obvious candidates like a J.C. Penney, who, who are the retailers that you think are sort of struggling, uh, particularly over the last couple of months? When you when you look at these numbers, and and I should mention that the the January retail numbers were revised upwards. So you know we're we're off to a pretty good start uh, to 2013 in the retail space. But but when you look out across the universe, who are the ones that you're like, yeah, these guys just aren't getting it done, particularly with respect to the online. I would say. Rule of thumb for me is generally I, I, I hate the apparel business, especially um, on the teen side. I oh mean, yeah, I think Express was out today with a pretty bad re- result, and they're they're down heavily. And, you know, we've seen problems with Abercrombie and Finch, American Eagle. Uh, this is a finicky market, and I would say no matter how good the online business might be for any of these companies, I mean, teens are already tech internet savvy, right? So they, they don't really have to you know be sold anything or you know they know where to shop and. These companies are just really tough right now. I mean, pockets of strength for me are anything related to kind of home refurbishing. I mean, I like, you know, Home Depot and Lowe's have been very strong, but you can even get, get smaller than that. Look at lumber liquidators or tile shop. These companies are reporting huge gains in same-store sales growth. And I think that's benefiting, obviously, from a really positive trend right now we're seeing in housing. Uh, just to go back to the apparel, as I've said before, I love my teenage daughter, but I am not investing in any company that is based on her momentary whims with respect to clothing. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Jason, what about you? I, I agree a lot with what Maddie said there. I mean, I, th- I think that the teen retailers, and I like you, I mean, I have an eight to six-year-old daughters, and, and I mean, they uh, their, their tastes change, it seems, every morning. Yeah. So I'm just not going to not going to not going to invest based on that. I think the the obvious the obvious targets out there are like a Best Buy and a Radio Shack because they are being uh, so so phased out by Amazon. I think they need to <clears throat> excuse me, they need to focus on providing something more along the lines of a service, something that's not so replicable and I think that's what you really need to focus on. Um, and, then, and then the other one I think is it really I, I go back to Bed Bath and Beyond. I think that you're seeing <clears throat> excuse me again, I think you're seeing a long-term uh, trend in, in the multiple there. Their PE ratio is, is in a long-term sort of compression phase. And I think the market is is starting to wonder, uh, you know, if they're not really pursuing so much of that online uh, online market there, if, if their stores are just not being quite as productive. So, uh, 
yeah, those are those are a few that I look at. Uh, you can always drop us an email. Radio at fool dot com is our email address, or you can follow us on Twitter. The, our handle is just at Market Foolery. Uh, got a tweet from uh, at Chris PC uh, with two questions: Is Investor Beat a podcast in iTunes? And also, you say that Amazon is great, but is it too late to buy in? I'll answer the first question. Uh, Investor Beat, our daily video show, is not on iTunes at the moment. Uh, it is, however, on Fool.com every day, five o'clock Eastern, and it just it, it's there uh, throughout the night. It's our daily wrap on what's going on in the market. It's usually about a seven eight minute video show. So if you, if you have the time and inclination, check no, it out. It's a, it's a can't miss. It's a can't miss. <laughs> it's, 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 gotta check it out. It's, day, right? it's must see viewing online uh, again, five o'clock Eastern on Fool.com. Uh, great question about Amazon, though. I, I think all three of us are fans of the business, but when you look at the stock, it's almost, and I'm, I'm a huge fan and a longtime shareholder, but it's almost impossible for me to look at it and say, boy, this is, this is just a screaming buy. This is such a value. It's trading at such a discount. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't ever really look like it is trading at a discount. I mean, I'll preface this by saying I'm an Amazon shareholder. I'm an Amazon Prime member, a big fan of, of everything pretty much that they offer. And I do think that Amazon is one of those that you could sit there and question day in and day out, should I buy it? Is now the time? Uh, personally, I think Amazon makes a great stock to buy in thirds. We kind of profess that here with certain companies and that you could, if it's a company that you're really interested in, you want, you want to establish a position and you don't need to buy it all at once, you could buy some today. Uh, you could sort of follow it, get some skin in the game, learn more about it, and perhaps there's an earnings season where they you know, don't quite impress the market so much and the stock gets sold off and you could maybe buy some more then. Uh, so, I think it's one not even in thirds, but fourths or fifths or even sixths. I mean, I think you could, you could add to that position really over long periods of time. And when you see trends like this forced research, we know that online retail is not, it's not flatlining and it's not you know, shrinking. It's, it's doing nothing but growing. And Amazon is really shaping that industry. So, I think it's one that you could add to for many years to come. Uh, Andy Cross made uh, a similar point yes, on yesterday's Investor Beat about Costco. When mm-hmm. I asked him yeah, about Costco, he said, and he said, you know what? It, it almost <clears throat> never looks cheap. The stock almost never looks cheap. But you look at the outperformance of the stock over time, and it's like, you know what? That happens. Yeah, the old adage, you get what you pay for, Matty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I keep in mind, too, Costco is actually a great Reflection only because I mean if you think about Amazon Prime, which I am also a member of, you know we're paying seventy nine dollars a year, just as like you're paying for you know a Costco membership to kind of get the the extra benefits of, of shopping for shipping free. I mean it reminds me a lot of what Costco is doing. The Amazon stories, I I'm I when I look I I look at I, there's a few companies out there which I look at and I say could this company be the biggest company in, in the world someday? Amazon is always on that list, and I've I've written this before and I'll say it here in the podcast, so I'm, I'm going on the record. Walmart is a $250 billion company. Amazon's about half that size. I truly think that sometime in the future, probably 10 years or so, Amazon's going to be worth twice as much as Walmart. It's not just the retail story as well. You know, they've got this, their web services, Amazon Web Services, AWS. There was a report out, um, Amazon's never really disclosed the exact numbers behind it, but it's apparently growing revenues at 4x, or it did in 2012. It could be valued anywhere between twenty and fifty billion, depending on how you you know value that. If they just broke it out, they just broke it out. So think about that. I mean, think about how powerful that is, Uh, and that's and that's something that connects um, you know every all the business. I mean, Netflix is uses Amazon Web Services, and and they do it because Amazon's got the best service and probably the cheapest price to do it. Uh, So gosh, you know, I look at that company, and you know, of course, Jeff Bezos, who's still in his late forties, believe it or not. Uh, such an entrepreneurial spirit, driving force. This is a company I, 
and I personally own it as well, so there's the caveat, but I certainly am going to hold it for a long time. I saw, I saw another stat. Um, our colleague Joe Mager is over in Australia, um, hard at work, tweeting. I still follow him on Twitter, <laughs> and, um, and he had tweeted out a stat about over the last six years, Amazon, I think I have this right, Amazon's customer growth is about two and a half times. So over a six-year period, they have roughly two and a half times the number of customers they did in 2006. But the spending per customer is almost seven times. It's, wow. it's up almost it seems... seven times in that same period. And he was like, you know what? That's the more interesting stat to me that, you know, yes, they have more customers, but those customers are spending more than they used oh, to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, say 2006, I might go to Amazon to buy a, a couple books, you know, maybe one kind of household good, but now I can get books, I can get diapers, I can get shoes, I can uh, download software. Uh, I mean, there's just... I, I, I was, I mean, this is, this is funny. I was in Home Depot the other day, and they happened to be out. I'm looking for these mosquito bits, which you can sprinkle around. Is, yeah, yeah. No, what I are mosquito, wait, wait, what, what are mosquito okay, bits? Okay, well, I live, I live in Capitol Hill, D.C., which is, used to be a swamp. Yes. And so the mosquitoes are terrible. And so every year around, around this time, I go out and I sprinkle these bits around my patio. And, and what it does is they just kind of get into the soil, into the ground, and they apparently ward off mosquitoes. I don't know how effective they are. I just feel better about doing it. I seem to feel like I get bitten less. This sounds like a scam. No, but I went to Amazon because I was frustrated I couldn't pick it up the other day when I was at Home Depot. Amazon's got like 15 different varieties of mosquito-type propellant stuff that, I, that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy. And it's just, wow, I can order that as well on Amazon. So that's just one kind of funny example. Yeah, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's hard to, to follow it. mosquito bits. <clears throat> well, oh. I can't follow that, but I, I do think it lends itself to the greater point that, you know, Maddie was making is you, over time, it's one of those services that really helps dictate your behavior. It changes your behavior going forward. And, and I know it's it's done the same with us. And, you know, whether it's Costco or Amazon, I mean, all you have to do is join that membership once and you literally just will, you'll, you'll just probably renew it for the rest of your life. I'm sure you're the same way. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I I don't know why it took me so long to sign up for Amazon Prime, but once I it took I don't me either. it took me about a month, and then I was just like, oh yeah, I'm doing. It. You know what it's like it, for me as a consumer? It was like the um, the Easy Pass. Uh, if you drive oh, north on yeah, 95, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Easy Pass that you just buy and you stick it on your windshield and you just zip through the toll booths. Hey, every year my wife and I Thanksgiving we go to Thanksgiving up in Boston. I remember the first couple of years because my family lives in Boston. We 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 didn't do that, and it was. It was a nightmare. First time I got the Easy Pass, like this was the greatest trip ever. Yeah. I mean, the eight hours blew by like nothing. Yeah, I loved nice. it. Yeah, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, thanks to our good friends at TMZ, because if it weren't for TMZ, we would not have stories like Kelsey Grammer, the former star of the hit TV show Frasier, who apparently blew six figures investing in windmills. Uh, the, the quote from Kelsey Grammer, Big Wind is doing okay, um, uh, but it was a small wind investment and it cost me a lot of money. It's just one of those things that's just a straight loss. Um, as you were saying before we started taping, Matt, Kelsey Grammer is doing fine. Oh. Financially, <laughs> this is not one of those pro athletes who just blew all his milli- millions and now he's homeless. Kelsey Grammer made gobs and gobs of money being first on Cheers, then on Frasier. He's doing fine. And yet, I, I see a story like that, and I just can't help myself. I, I, we we got to help him out here. So on the one in a billion chance that Kelsey Grammer or someone close to him, you know what? We have dozens of listeners. There's got to be a six degrees of Kelsey Grammer. So someone <laughs> see if they can be. get this to a friend who you think might know Kelsey Grammer. A stock tip 
for the great Kelsey Grammer. Oh man, you know I think he needs to he needs to dial it back, go a little more conservative, buy himself a nice little utility. He's got millions of dollars, but put it into utility. I don't know Exelon. I, I I don't know too many utilities, but I'm sure there's somewhere where you can earn, earn a nice yield in that and stop chasing these these wind fantasies or these alternative energy uh, companies. Yeah, if you're an alternative energy person and you're seeing this story, you're like, you've got your pitch. And you've got your pitch and you've got your target. You're like, oh, no, no, we're not going to be like the windmill people. No, 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 right, this is right. why you should invest in us. Uh, Jason, what about you? Yeah, I've, I've backed this one before. Clean energy fuels, obviously, is one that uh, I think has a lot of a lot of road ahead. And it's it's got smart money behind it, too, as well, with T. Boone Pickens. Uh, so I, I'm going to actually give him a pair here. I'm going to recommend go with you know an alternative energy play like clean energy fuels a yep. little bit more proven natural gas makes more sense yep and then just throw in a little Walt Disney to sort of help cheer him up get Dude. rid of that get rid of that bad feeling from the loss <laughs> sure uh, in the in the windmills and, and, and I think he'll he'll be able to oh go. and you know I, I should I should throw out there you know Berkshire Hathaway I think in their if you read their latest report Berkshire Hathaway is now with their Mid America en- Energy subsidiary is actually the one of the biggest wind wind power providers. So hey, that's a very good point. I was going to say if you're going to invest in wind, there you go. Do it via Berkshire Hathaway. Give Warren a call and make you feel better. There you go. Jason Moser, Matt Argusinger, guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.